The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. After Jesus had washed the feet of the disciples, he returned to the table and said to them, Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe that I am he. Very truly, I tell you, whoever receives one whom I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue our journey in the book of Acts to see the early church and how it grew. And here we have the third retelling of the history or story of salvation from the Old Testament. The first was with St. Peter, just after Pentecost, that was in Acts chapter 2. And then we heard from Stephen, St. Stephen in Acts chapter 7, and now it's St. Paul's turn. And he stands up and he says, Israelites and others who fear God, listen. The others who fear God are the Gentiles. So Paul is inclusive of everyone. This is good news for everyone. And then he goes through the highlights of the salvation history of Israel and how God took charge. The God of this people, Israel, chose our ancestors and made people great. So it's God who does the choosing, who does the election. And then it was God who chose the ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And particularly the promises God gave to those first patriarchs, very important promises that will be fulfilled in Christ. He goes on to say that he made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. So that was during their captivity. So even when they were in their darkest hour, yet God had multiplied them. They were so fruitful that they just exploded in population and they thrived even in captivity because God was with them. These were God's elect. God put up with them for 40 years in the wilderness. So this was their murmuring and complaining during the wilderness or desert. And then it says that God gave Israel the land of Canaan, that would be the promised land, and gave them judges. God was the one who, through his uplifted arm, was with Israel throughout this time and gave them a king when they asked for one, King Saul. And then he skips down to King David, who will carry out all my wishes. So it's a quick summary, but an important one, because it culminates in the coming of the Messiah. St. Paul says, of this man's posterity, that is David, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. This is a wonderful review of the history. It's important because what God is trying to do through St. Paul is remind the people that God, who was present through this entire Old Testament period, is present now in the early church. And the great works he did then, greater works he will do now, if they put their trust in him. 
Now, this is important for us because God wants us to know our history as well. And I would say individually it would be important for each of us to review what were the important events in our lives? Who were the important people that brought us to faith? What were those experiences that brought us closer to God, those encounter experiences, those times when we really felt the Holy Spirit within us? It's important for us to go back and to review that because these are the pillars that keep us firm and strong during times of trial, which we're going through now, times of darkness. And it reminds us we have a story to tell, not just the overall history of the Old Testament, but our personal story, how God acted in our lives. And because God wants us to use that story in proclaiming him. And that's what the psalmist tells us. The psalmist says, I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord. And we're supposed to do that. But we can't very well do that if we don't know why we are singing of his steadfast love. It has to come from our heart, from our own experiences. The psalmist goes on to say, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. So that's to be our proclamation as well when we reflect on how God has worked in our lives. I would say, in addition, it's important to place our own name in today's psalm response, particularly toward the end, where the psalmist mentions, my servant David. Let's just put our own name there in the place of David. So let's say your name is Rebecca. It reads, I have found my servant Rebecca with my holy oil. I have anointed her. This is the Lord speaking. My hand shall always remain with her. My arm shall strengthen her. My faithfulness and steadfast love shall be with her. And in my love, her name shall be exalted. She shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, the rock of my salvation. So whoever we are, we should be able to place our name there in this personal encounter with God, that God is blessing us. God is remaining with us. He is raising us up, making our name great because we are his servants. But words are not enough. They're important. But when we get to the gospel, it's actions as well. And this is what Jesus says. And we move now to the upper room. This is the Passover meal. The apostles are with Jesus. And the context here is that, and we see this in Luke's gospel, that even in the Last Supper, the apostles were arguing among themselves who was the greatest. And then Jesus gets up from the table and he washes their feet. An act of utter humility, but an important lesson because he wants these apostles to do the same. He wants us to do the same. Jesus says, if you know these things and do them, you are blessed. That's the first time in John's Gospel where he uses a beatitude. Very important. Finally, toward the end of today's Gospel, we also want to be able to place ourselves right in that last verse. Jesus says, whoever receives one whom I send receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. Now again, 
whoever receives one whom I send. So God is sending us. And those who receive us receive Christ. That's how our witness is to be. And when they receive Christ, then in fact they are also being in relationship with the Father. So that's how important it is for us to have Christ in us, always be in a state of sanctifying grace, know our history, know our story, so that when we do go out and meet people, they receive us, and as they are receiving us, they receive Christ. And whoever receives Christ ultimately receives the Father. So that's a very important statement by Jesus, and it sets the stage because we need to know who we are in Christ for us to be effective. This is what our saint did to Catherine of Siena. She was one of four women honored with the title of Doctor of the Church. She was born in Siena, Italy in 1347, and then growing up, she knew who she was. She knew she was the bride of Christ, so she consecrated her life to Christ, and became a nun, she cared for the poor, tended the sick, she was a great counselor, giving advice even to those in leadership positions, even princes and popes. She was a great peacemaker, all because she knew who she was in Christ, and she knew the history of not only the Old Testament, but her own personal history in God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's how the early church grew, and that's how the church today can only grow when we know who we are, we know our history, we take on that responsibility now of making Christ known, bearing Christ to the world.